Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. It's a wonderful afternoon here in Brisbane because I got an early mark from work. Henry got an early mark from work because he starts... You know when the bakers do at four a.m. And, I got an uh, early mark. I got an early mark from Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, so true. Uh, and anyway, just like a baker, he loves to bury his face between a pair of buns. It's Henry Brett's here to talk about Annalee. <laughs> a baker's dozen yeah. of uh, buns. Yes, very excited. I was asking um, a baker what their count is, and he's like, "Oh, well, you could probably guess." What was your can of, what was your can of 12, squeeze, 12, mate? No, a little bit more, mate. It was, a baker's, it was a baker's dozen. How many girls did you get with it at the Aidens? Uh, baker's. <laughs> baker's. Baker's dozen, mate. Just a baker's not, dozen. Just like, ah, uh, Brumbies. What guy, called, guy called like Jeff Baker who famously gets with no one. Yeah. Baker's dozen, 12 times zero, still, do, still zero, mate. Still zero, bro. Yeah, man. Unpacking Brisbane back at you again. Uh, we're going to talk about Annalie, Maybe. If we get round to it. If we, um, if we uh, can cover off. Uh, there'll be a lot of things tangentially related to Annalie. I, I'm sure I'll predict this early. There's going to be a big um, fast food riff about, you know, Hungry Jacks and KFC and Taco Bell and shit. You know, it's sort of related to Annalie, but not really. Um, but judging by the response from our wonderful Pakistanis, it doesn't seem like a ton of you were, uh, had a lot to say about Annalie anyway. So I don't really feel the pressure. Yeah, we'll be we'll get to it when we get to it, and um, I think it's safe to say that we should uh, keep our house first, Joey D. Yeah. And um, and the first thing that uh, well, I wanted to provide was a studio update. Obviously, please, please. This this wonderful little show that we call Unpacking Brisbane has had many iterations in uh, Joe's parents' house. Then we had the Caxton Street Studios. Now at the Pong Street Studios, place yep. of poo. Uh, and then I'm coming from like, the uh, Grant. Lady Gaga starring in a new role in House of Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> That's where I'm living. And yeah, Henry's coming from the grand bit of a pest hotel, but but that may not always be the case. Am I right, Henry? Well, last week on the show, I believe we were talking about how I had finally found a place at uh, Belgian Gardens. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. The- and unfortunately, uh, like like the Nazi, like the Germans invading Belgium in World War One, real estate and agents and their lack of competence... Uh, Reared their ugly head again. Tell us about what happened. Yeah, I um, I essentially was not successful. The agent, and as you said, one of the, I'm going to put it out there. Is there a competent property manager? No. Because I thought maybe this was a Brisbane thing. No. And, <laughs> and I've tried a second city. Oh. And, uh, this is one of the few jobs that I'm happy to look down on. What I, on I don't feel like earth. any sort of class portrayal. Because you know what competent property managers do? They become sales agents. Yeah, they get the promoted. They get promoted. Yeah. So inherently, you can't be a competent property manager because you wouldn't be managing a fucking rental property. Put it this way. This property manager was not in the first half of her career. Put it that way. <laughs> and at the point where you're reaching those sort of numbers on the age board, yeah. you, don't, you, know, you want to be in sales. You want to you oh, want yeah. to you want to be wearing a pinstripe suit with a little Bluetooth thing in your yeah. ear, zipping around in an Audi, or or you want to be so part time. It seems like the business is just paying you a little bit amount so they can still use that slogan you wrote on the billboard. You, you don't want to be full time property manager looking at rental applications from people conservatively like thirty years younger than you. And it's a, it's a tricky job because. Oh, not saying, hey, not saying it's easy. No, no, I am. No, I'm saying it's easy. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it's not easy, but it's performed by just. It's one of the jobs. And there's a few jobs like this where the exact description of what you have to do is in the name of the job and they still can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And surgeon. I mean, just do surgery. How fucking hard brain surgeon. Yeah. It's in the name. It's all there, man. Baker, as we were saying, have a baker. Yeah, yeah. Smith. Th- yeah, <laughs> Smith. Um, 
yeah, this this did not go well. Anyway, yeah, yeah. C- comes back and says that the agent has, uh, the owner rather, has changed their mind and does not want to do a six month lease. Wants to do a twelve month lease. We were like, ah, oh, six would be great. And then they came back and said the owner's very old and he's very confused um, and thinks you guys are going to break lease and not do it. We were like, oh no, we'll take a twelve month lease. Whatever. We just said, okay, we'll do 12 months. And she was like, he's changed his mind. He's now blacklisted you. He's not going to give it to you. And he's given it to someone else. <laughs> so did he get, because you've told me this story like via text in, in different forms. Did he feel like your willingness to take a six-month lease made him suspicious of the fact that you probably wanted to leave? Yeah, something like that. Oh, mate, what an idiot. Anyway. And she said he's been burned before. And I was like, all right, well. Well, what, like what? Is your heart meant to weep for him? Yeah. Like, oh, he's been, in lucky, he's been unlucky in love. Poor guy. Yeah, he's heartbroken. <laughs> what, go write an album about it. Yeah, come on. Taylor's called, version called, of a bloody right. Oh, <laughs> called yeah. Rent. Yeah. Called What's Better Than Brisbane. <laughs> it's actually an album about heartbreak. Mangrove's version. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I'm going to do. I just, yeah, I, just, yeah, I, just I don't like these Taylor Swift jokes. I don't really get them. As well, listen. You know like, from last, you know yeah, from last episode that yeah. Georgia was in town, yeah. and she was in town for when that uh, that Taylor Swift album dropped. I could, I could tell when you made a Mangroves version joke in the Mangroves chat. I just had the biggest feeling of like you've you've been in a Taylor Swift bubble for the last forty eight hours. This is a normal thing for you to say. I was shocked and appalled. I've been on the front lines. Oh, <laughs> can I say this? I have been listening to it. At first, because I was exposed. Forced, forced to. Forced to. It's not bad, mate. It's not oh, bad. I'm sure it's fine. She's fucking... You know what I do? When I like heard it. she'd released a 10-minute version of one of her songs, I was like, that seems a bit much. And now I've listened to it, I'm like... That's oh, probably me, a very good song. Give me another 10 minutes. Well, because she is a you know, a talented musician with an absolute bucket load of money and access to some of the best musicians and producers in the world. Mm. I don't know why there's this attempted indie of Taylor Swift, like, and even I think like the Phoebe Bridges song, like she's kind of invoking it. I feel like we forget she is probably the biggest pop star in the world. Like she's not this Tumblr 2014 kind of, I don't know, must be protected at all costs. What's the music industry? Like she's one of the slickest operators you've ever seen. Good on it. Yeah, good on it. She's doing well. Yeah, she's running a successful business. She's like a property manager. Mm. <laughs> she, uh, but actually good at it. <laughs> but, but good at what she does. Yeah. Now, intellectual property managers, i.e. artists, brilliant. Yeah. Generally fantastic what, at managing. What, one of the greats. No, she, uh, she does it well, Taylor. But mm. um, basically, long story short, is that I have, we got approved for another place. It's all good. So there will be a new, yet another studio for the oh, yeah. Unpacking Brisbane where's, team. Where's, where's this one? This one is on the Strand. Parisian Nights? No, this is on the Strand. Oh, wow. Is it an apartment? Yeah. Basically, Um, uh, for those who don't know the Strand, it's the ocean. So I will will effectively be able to see the ocean from the deck. Oh, that's great. Yeah, this is the... So I'm living at the beach. Granted, the Townsville Beach with the stinger nets up. So you can go for a swim in within the netted area. Right. Uh, I imagine a bit of a streets beach vibe within the netted area. I mean, Streets Beach, the only real difference being that it's the real ocean, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> it's a fair point. Streets Beach goes that next level of being, of making the body of water. The, this one doesn't go that far, but it's... Uh, that, and the place, the, the apartments are like these old school, like 70s apartments, um, very like flat roofed, n- nothing tall about them. Fun. Um, and it's called The Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. So we'll, soon we will be coming to you from the lighthouse, which I'm very excited for. Um, but that is a that is a bit of that is a bit of advice. Now, Joe, talking of advice and talking of Taylor Swift, even with uh, young love and going through heartbreak. Oh yes, we received a message um, <laughs> just before that. Speaking mm. of messages we send and receive, love Henry optimistically an hour before we record the episode, messaging uh, Amy McMahon <laughs> to get her thoughts on Annalee. Uh, if there was ever insight into how how little we prepare, it's that message getting sent. Hey, I saw Jono Shree today. Oh yeah, how's he done? He looks he looks fit actually. He looks good. Oh nice. I He's think a- um. 
Has he had some dramas recently? I don't know. Seemingly always does. Anyway, we got a wonderful message the other day from a young Brisbane gentleman. Yeah, his name, well, his name here is a- Abel Anise. Um, anyway, sorry. So, oh, no, it's, it's Max. Um, he just has an interesting handle. I don't know what that means. I imagine <laughs> it's some sort of in-joke. Uh, but he, he did message us and he said, G'day, boys. I've been listening to your podcast extensively and I do know that you guys have mentioned plenty of dates within your podcast. Mm. But I'm looking for ideas for a first date from Tinder. I just thought since the sexual should energy... We, should we have said his name? Maybe not. I just oh, thought whatever. since... <laughs> nah, whatever. I mean, there's heaps no, of... No, no, no. Why would we keep this? Why would they, we keep... How many Maxes have that specific handle that you just read out? No, that is true. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll let it No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't say keep it to yourself. Anyway, continue. Well, he said, I just thought since the sexual energy you guys emit from your podcast face and general existence on this earth, very kind, mm. is something I've been feeling and smelling for years. Probably not accurate. But it, was on, it was only up until recently that I realized where this sexual energy was being released from, none other than your podcast. In summary, you two have clearly mastered dating. Mm. Hence my request for an idea for a first date based in Clayfield. Now, oh, for starters, very flattered. Sort of, I, sort I, of my favourite message we've ever received. Vastly inaccurate, and he's uh, wrong. Now, yeah, poor, but, poor guy is wrong. No, but I like, I like the idea nonetheless. Now, yeah, um, we, yeah, we, we, we should say. I mean, Clayfield. I'm trying to think about a Clayfield date. Um, there's that park. I don't know. I to me, I took Clayfield to mean. You don't have to go on a date in Clayfield, but I'm like, oh, he's roughly in a city. So I think, you know, New Farm Park and stuff is opened up to him. If he was like, I live in Jimboomba, I think we may have needed to come up with alternative date ideas. Yeah, but yeah. I have an idea. Yeah, go. I've come across some data. Um, have you? About, about affairs in marriages. So oh, we, we get sent a lot of press releases in my line of work and one came through today and it's <laughs> doing a press release about affairs. It's about <laughs> the National um, Institute for fucking someone else. So <laughs> Ashley Madison, you might remember this website that people go onto to have an affair, has released nah, the, I didn't. The, the top 20 Australian cities for summertime infidelity. So based on their- Would that like, just not be the top 20 Australian cities by population? Well- <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know what it is, but it says what, what I'm thinking, this young gentleman, if he wants dating advice. Oh, yeah, I am, I'm saying it. Uh, that they reckon you have a fair bit of, uh, yeah, a chance to have an affair could be a good idea. So what if instead, thinking of Clayfield, and there was a lot of conversation about that being a, you know, wealthy, somewhat divorced suburb. Now, where yeah. do you reckon? Where do you reckon? So I'll give you that. Where do you reckon Brisbane ranks on the list of most infidelity-ridden cities? I mean, I'm sure Sydney would be number one. No, uh, Sid- Sydney is. I'm just having a look. Sydney is not in the top twenty. Now you know number, what number be. one's going to. Con- I think number one's going to surprise you. Uh, like Hobart. Number one is Coffs Harbour. Oh. That's where the most I mean, affairs, I mean, that's where the I most mean, the sample size is just, they're like, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say Brisbane is sixth. Brisbane is 17th. Oh, I love it. So Max, proud, proud. You, we're, you might not, you might find it hard to have an affair. Now where's Townsville? Cause there's a news article about it in the Townsville bulletin. Townsville is 11th. Okay. So we didn't crack the top 10 number. What's the the ho- highest capital city. The highest capital city is Darwin at 16. So it looks like there's a lot of non-capital. So, oh, Gold okay. Coast is number seven. Gold okay, Coast is now, number seven. That, now that makes sense. Um, I in a lot of the capital cities, you're not getting Ashley Madison affairs. You're getting more like swingers. Yeah, that could be right. Sydney, like the rich Sydney couples would just be massive swingers. Um, that is interesting, Henry. So you're saying this young man, um, and admittedly somewhat diverting from his question about a date, uh, is unlikely to be able to have an affair in Brisbane. I don't know if that's helped you. <laughs> I don't think it has. Um, I don't think the very specific question of a date right, idea. Right. Just quick, quick power round first date ideas. Um, food-wise, you don't want something messy. 
You don't yeah. want you don't want to be rubbing your greasy fingers with napkins. I reckon anything that can just be neatly had with a knife and fork is ideal. Yeah. yeah. Um, admittedly, I think in high school once or twice I went on a first date to grilled. That I like. Often the bottom of a grilled burger can get quite soggy um, and then it might fall apart and that's terrible. But mm. if a grilled burger can, um, to, to, to max, if a grilled burger can hold its shape, then I think it's not a bad option. But in general, I reckon if you're over 18, just, uh, just go to like the pub and, and eat with a knife and fork. I reckon go to, he go should. Go to like the Waterloo nah, Hotel or something. I love that. He's, he's come to us because he wants something Brisbane. Get on the City Cat at, at uh, Brett's cat Wharf. Do a cat crawl. And go all the way to the yeah, uni. Yeah, yeah. Spend, spend about two and a half hours on the City Cat going past all the construction where you have to go down to about, I don't know, what's, what's slow in knots. Knots a lot of speed, essentially, like two knots or something. <laughs> Really take this and then you'll have heaps of time to get to know each other. You'll see all of Brisbane, constant stimulus because you're looking over and stuff. And if you're really not having a good time, you can just jump in the river. So true. Um, so that's um, well, one. I'd say uh, go to one of the Stefan's uh, haircut places at Brookside, then get a um, donut from Donut King. That's also a great idea. Yeah. Hey, mate, uh, before we jump into the suburb, did yeah. you want to briefly touch on uh, what's going on with this duck? Yes, yes, this duck that has had a fair spate of luck recently. Um, in our Highgate Hill episode of, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke at length about this place, Lucky Duck. Um, since it's a you know famously cute bar, cafe, food place in Highgate Hill that seemingly gets all of Brisbane to DJ there. And by DJ, I just mean picking a vinyl record and playing it. Um, but that aside, um, now uh, replacement Henry Mangrove's bass player, um, Dylan is the new bar manager there. Um, so, you know, different careers. Um, but I'm going there tonight, Hen, and hopefully I'll be able to report back to the Unpakistanis nothing but good things. They do a pasta club or pasta mm-hmm. party on a Thursday night, so I will, I will see. Do you um, know what the pasta is ahead of time? No, no, no. I, th- I think it's – and I don't even think you pick. I think you get there and they're like, by the way, this is what you're having. Fuck. That's Which, they give you like – the little dinosaur one. <laughs> they give you canned spaghetti. Canned, like, uh, canned dinosaurs. it's going to be pork and fennel sausage ragu. Sometimes it's going to be canned spaghetti. It's the risk you take. Um, well, you, you might think you're all bloody fancy over there in Brisbane, but up here in the, in the north, mm. it's a little. I'm having a little pasta club tonight at the Grand Bit of a Pest Hotel, and I've already made it. For a party of one. <laughs> well, two, because I made two meals, but one will be my own lunch tomorrow. But there's a bit, ah. of, bit of Dolmio spag bowl happening oh. here at, uh, in Townsville tonight. Oh. Worry not. In no the need. Ki- the kitchenette has been, <laughs> yeah, put the, to, been put to good use. Quote, unquote, kitchen. I'm, I'm glad that uh, your, your kitchen isn't being loudly used for this episode. I found it so distracting last week. Yeah, <laughs> totally disappointing. Right, um, should we get into a discussion of Anne Early? Just want to say at the outset, Annerly, Alderly, Aspley. Mm. I grew up not knowing which was which, and I still sort of don't. Confu- I'd say the most confusing factor is that Alderley and Aspley are pretty close. Like, mm. they're both north side. They're probably within about 10 minutes of each other. Very close. Annalee, though, fucks you, because I'd be young, living in Wilston, and, you know, oh, um, we're playing cricket in Annalee. And in my mind, I'd be like, oh, great, Alderley, that's like 10 minutes wait. No, 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 it's fucking 35. I'm still, I'm still not sure. Like up, up until we started recording, I wasn't sure what suburb we were doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, as I speak right I'm now. I'm still not sure. As I speak, looking into my own eyes and yours on the Zoom, I, I, I forgot my name, you know, <laughs> let alone what fucking suburb we're talking about. Um, but Henry Jeremiah Bretts. Reporting for duty. Famously. Norman Reporting Norman. for duty, Sergeant. Uh, what's the population of Annalee? <sighs> Um, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to guess big. Or maybe I was saying, oh, wow, because it's smaller than you think. I don't know. Reverse psychology, maybe. I'm going to say 13,000. Yeah, not that far. It's 11,300. So, it could, 
correctly big. guess. Um, so Annalee's fucking huge. Big place. Wow. Big slab of Brisbane on the plate there. Yeah, that's um big that's honking, bananas. heaving meat slab yeah, of Brisbane. A big quivering, shaking sort of, you know, looking at you while you're looking at it on the dance floor, you know. When you get a bit of Brisbane, you've got to really get under it. Yeah, and then you get over it and, you, oh, you get through it. Um, shall I share a little bit of the Wikipedia page with please, you? Please, please. For many years, oh, Annalie was... Now, this, this is a line from, from the Wikipedia. For many years, Annalie was a somewhat run-down suburb, particularly close to main roads and with a lot of social housing. But with gentrification and the rise in the cost of housing, many of the original Queenslanders have been restored to their former glory, giving the suburb an eclectic mix of residences for all socioeconomic levels. Now... It sounds like uh, the person who wrote that is a bit of a eugenics fan or uh, <laughs> he, he, he sounds, he or she sounds like they hate the poor. Yeah, women can be offensive too. Come on. Ba- basically has gone and said, hey, it was run down. There was a lot of social housing, but thank God for gentrification. We got in there and cleaned it up. Now it does say an eclectic mix of all socioeconomic levels. I don't get the feeling that that means this person is in. I don't think they're happy about it. You know, and also, also um, further to that, they say the, they say cost of housing is if that's like a good thing. Mm. Like, oh, fortunately with the rise in cost of housing, Queenslanders have been restored to their former glory. Yeah. And like, People have been priced out of it and have to live an hour away. It's not good. Now, on that, with its eclectic mix of residents, I think Annalee is the West End of the future. Yeah. I think around the Olympics, the inner city, like West End, is going to be just glitz and glamour, cost you four million bucks to live there. So, Mm. I think the cool little... Because right now, West End has this interesting clash of, like, kind of rich grammar families and an eclectic mix of perhaps, you know, more disadvantaged residents and certainly a lot of people in share houses. I think Annalie's going to be that. I think it's going to be all the rage because it's got, you know, the food. It's got shitty main roads and we'll get to that. But, yeah, I'm just calling it now. I think in, I think in 15 years we're going to look at Annalie the way we look at West End now. Well, when we're still doing this show in 15 years <laughs> post olympics and we still haven't done the valley <laughs> still haven't done the valley or, he- or hendra as pat, <laughs> pat, yes, Cook, pat. pat and, Cooker and, wrote in and said i even listened to you know bit of news for the boys mm. and friggin uh, the sexiest roads episode and you still haven't done Hendra. Mm, no xavier told me we should do hendra as well i think we'll, we'll ramp up to that now there's actually enough hendra anticipation I know. I don't want to hold off on Hendra. I, I think, think Hendra's going to be a bit special. Um, and it's interesting we haven't done it because it sounds so much like my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that we haven't done Hendra that's, that's... or uh, Joe Sea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my favourite so, suburb. Yeah, we haven't done um, Dwyer Hill. Um, but yes. I, I do think Annalie is having a renaissance. Well, I'll hold you to it, Joe. And if it isn't, you owe us all a smoothie. Yeah, now, um, the, but, the but, suburb is... Oh, sorry, did you have something else to say? Yeah, the suburb is... Of, uh, <laughs> I was going to say the same bit of Wikipedia. Uh, it's of medium population density with many apartment blocks, guest houses, and fast food outlets. It sounds like they're talking about population density when they talk about fast food. But, Han, I want to flag something with you. Yep. I think Annalie is the home of fast food in Brisbane. <laughs> It's the fast food capital of Brisbane, it, and I it, know that. And I don't know, I know that cities don't usually have capitals within them. <laughs> it's a point. weird, very good point. This place is the fast food capital of the capital of Queensland. It's this sort of fast food mecca of um, of the Islamic it's this sort state of, that is Brisbane. It's this sort of fucking Barcelona of fast food, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's like a Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, yeah, I, I want to say. When I think Annalee, I think of that stretch of, I think it's Ipswich Road. The tragic that mile. <laughs> that is KFC, Taco Bell, Max, Jackie, um, Macca's. Mac- I want to say there's a Red Rooster. Fucking probably. <laughs> like, I imagine there there's, is. There's definitely a KFC. Yeah. And I believe there is a now defunct Sizzler. Yes, very true. Now, that KFC, I remember, I actually think that KFC 
may have been close to the first KFC I've ever had. Or maybe the first chicken. Because if you remember... Wait, the first... <laughs> sorry, the first chicken from the, KFC. You reckon that's the first time you've ever had chicken? <laughs> I'm like, what was the it the, that KFC? What the fuck is this? You, you said, this is a bird? <laughs> Why is it fucking flying? Oh, where's its wings, man? <laughs> and then no, no, like, Joe, yeah, we, we killed it and wings. cooked it. Oh. Um, but do you remember the... Imagine top- having chicken for the first time, like, sentient. What do you... I, can't, I don't reckon I could name the first time I had chicken. Because it definitely wasn't from Macca's. No, no, no. I mean, I'm sure. Because I've I, I never reckon, had chicken at Macca's. I reckon I would have had chicken kebabs as my first chicken engagement. Me that was a, too. That was a common, like on the stick. Yeah, on the stick. That was a common Dwyer meal. <laughs> I w- I would always very quickly get the meat off the kebab because the quicker you got it off, the quicker you could use your stick as a wand. I was very embarrassed. Uh, yes. I was like nom 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 nom. I also did that, but in a, for the more boring reason, if it, it was the quicker I could just use the stick as a more interesting fork. Because I liked to pick up the broccoli by stabbing it with the kebab stick. Not that different from what I sometimes do and <laughs> have been routinely labelled as a freak for doing. When I get a thing of chips, if there's a mix of like small crispy chips and some slightly thicker ones i like to find the smallest sharpest little chip and almost stab the bigger <laughs> chip and eat that like use it as a toothpick i mean i, I kind of use the chip I, I make the chip nothing more degrading than something you're about to eat anyway being used as cutlery in its final moments very very cruel to the chippy very cruel if only the chips were sentient i'd hate to see you do that with a bit of chicken um but yes annalee uh, plenty of fast oh yeah um in 2017, when we watched the Perth Ashes at uh, Rock and Roll Star Hamish's house, I think that might have been the first time I had ever had KFC chicken, and I felt so sick. And to this day, like most people with KFC, you have it, you just get as sweaty as fucking anything. It's delicious, but it's the sweatiest food. I think it's... I try to eat KFC no more than two times a year. but And I'd say generally that- you'd meet that. Can I say that that's like a KFC box or bucket? I yep. I rule out the Zinger Burger. The Zinger Burger I will allow on multiple occasions. You reckon? I mean, there is there are vegetables to the Zinger Burger. Veggies and like it's I don't, a burger. I don't feel like sick, sick, like in the same yeah. way I do when it's like I just ate a thigh <laughs> or whatever they give you. I just, um, guys, I feel, feel sickened. I woke up and I just, I was eating this fucking, and huh. speaking, it's because my mind just went to human thighs. Um, thigh. this, is, this is somewhat unrelated to KFC, but last night, um, Sylvia was just looking at my thigh and was like, I wonder what the macros of a human body are, as in what's the breakdown of protein, carbs, and fat? Because we, to- we were talking about macros and I was like, for the first time ever, I was like, I understand why people can be a bit scared of cannibalism. Like, it's weird for someone to look at your body and even for a second entertain eating it as food. Joe, this isn't easy for me to say to you on the podcast. Are you certain Sylvia didn't date you as a long-form plot to eat you? No, no I'm not certain. I would, I would, I, oh, I hope not. I definitely hope not, but can, can never be certain. certain. Uh, but what I am certain about is that the major road in Annerley is Ipswich Road, one of Brisbane's main southerly traffic arteries. Until 13 April 1969, lol, the suburb was served by electric trams which ran along Ipswich Road. Now, I have nothing to say about trams, and I haven't for about the past 60 episodes, but just want the record to reflect. The Wikipedia page here thinking it can just bait us into having a tram chat once again. Nice try. We've tried several times to make tram chats interesting. They are not. I reckon you might have caught us a year ago when we were younger players, when we were less experienced, before we had leadership experience. Before we knew how to play the short ball, we'd just try to Mm. hook it and, you know, often we'd get out. But now we can duck under it. We can just avoid the delivery. You're dealing with 2021 Mitch Marshes right now. Mm. You're dealing with a couple of guys who know what they have to do, can go out there and hit a six off the first ball Mm -mm. and win ourselves a bloody World Cup. That's what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. What else, Hen? Um... After 18, around 1880, mm. a postal receiving office was opened at Bogo, which became Bogo Post Office on 1st of May, 1882. There was a proposal to rename it Richmond Post Office, 
but this was rejected owing to the potential for confusion with Richmond, North Queensland and Richmond, New South Wales, and new alternative names were sought. At this point, it is believed that Digby Denham, who was then a member of the Stevens Divisional Board and later a Premier of Queensland, that name again was Digby Denham. And uh, I again repeat for the people in the back, (laughs) Digby Denham. Digby Denham, uh, and proposed to call it Annerley after the township variously spelled Annerley, Annerley, or Annerley. Now, I know that doesn't come across <laughs> overly well on podcast form, but you'll have to believe me, it was spelt differently each time. Now, that township was in England. Surrey. Um, so they were like, oh, wait, was it in Surrey or are you apologising? Well, what I think is it'd be cool if there was a bar in Surrey, England called Surrey to Bother. Yeah, or Surrey Hills. Good, Ronnie, come down. Closer to home. Oh, yeah, if we open a bar in Sydney or England. Or we open a bar in Sydney called the Kevin Rudd Surrey Speech. That's fun. <laughs> in Surrey Hills. I was going to say Surrey for party rocking, but I like... Yeah, no, that's fun. That's fun. Kevin Rudd Surrey. I certainly um, had more of a political bent to it. As you so often do, mate. Um, um, anyway, well, yeah, the only thing I had to say to finish is- off this boring fucking yeah. segment, the, the <laughs> post office was renamed Annerley Post Office in November 1892. What and is I your gather, take? <laughs> uh, my take is just that it's very funny that they were like, no, 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 people will get this confused with R- Richmond, New South Wales. Whereas when I hear Richmond, A, I, I didn't know there was one in New South Wales, didn't know there was one in North Queensland. B, all I think about is Dusty Martin and the Tigers for Victoria. That's all I think too. So, so we maybe could have been that sort of successful AFL side. Maybe the Richmond Lions based in Brisbane could have won multiple trophies. But no, clearly in Victoria, in Melbourne, they were like, oh, it's called the suburb um, Richmond. No one will get it confused with New South Wales. Anyway, just annoys me. I think whoever wrote the Wikipedia page would like Richmond rather because of all the rich people. Yeah, quite right. They call it Pormond. No, no, they would not. Now, there is no government secondary school in Annerley. The nearest government secondary school is Yoronga State High School in neighbouring Yoronga to the southwest. The author of this Wikipedia does have this... That's why I think the classist thing's back. Yeah, like this... Because firstly, there's all this, we got rid of the social housing, gentrification spoken of in a... It sort of sounds like they're... Very, uh, you know, glowing terms. It sort of sounds like they're they're grinning. they don't have a government school. They're grinning, as they say. There's like, oh, oh, there's no government secondary school. Looks like you might have to take your... Fucking child elsewhere. Yeah, that's and, sort of. Uh, and if any of you were concerned at any point with Annalie asking the question, will there be a school that allows piercings and haircuts <laughs> to go beyond the collar? That is not the case here. And everyone uh, will be wearing a tie, and it's no nothing is co-ed. To co-ed, we say no ed. Ed, of course, being the name of the principal. Ed, uh, a good Sharp. He's, a, he's a funny guy. He's Ed. a he, um, friggin' fit man. I, I remember he, he told this yarn once. Um, oh, when, when we were was, hunting pheasant. No, <laughs> that's right, right. And it was about, you see, he lost his fourth pair of driving gloves and, and tried mm. to replace a glove from the third with one from the second. And anyway, he ended up shooting his wife. He killed her. And, and, killed uh, her right in the face, didn't and he? Then he and then he ate you. her. Um, very high protein. Ate very good macros. Very good thighs. Very good macros. Ed Sharp. Up, man, he, he, <laughs> yeah, do, he doesn't allow these. Uh, well, shall we call them non-government? Schools? No, no, and 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 we call him the sharpshooter because, um, <laughs> yeah, he never misses. So we do think shooting the wife was intentional. And as we Quite joked, clear. as we joked at the trial, he never misses if it's the misses, which we which oh, we did, which we did find funny. The judge, oh, not clever. so much. Judge, no. What what is what is he up to? He um Bogo Ro- Bogo Road. I, th- I think the penitentiary. How about, pen. Pen, how about penitentiary as a name for jail? I'm in the pen, mate. Um, true. Mightier than the sword. Uh, what else have you got, Hen? Sure, surely they cannot have that much more about Annalee. The only thing that was funny about this was that the Thompson Estate Presbyterian Church opened on 16th of May, 1886, my birthday. Um, oh, there you go. And it was a weatherboard building built in the Victorian carpenter, carpenter Gothic style, da 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 at a cost of 150 pounds by Mr. Krauss. Well done, <laughs> well done, very, Mr. Krauss. Just to come across that of the Wikipedia, just be like, it was built at a cost of 100. Mr. Krauss, do you have 150 pounds? We sure. need to build something, Krauss. I need to build a weatherboard building. That's great. Well, let me know about some notable residents if you can. I'd love to. 
And let's skip this insanely long part of the Wikipedia page listing out the number of churches mm. all with what has to be like 500 words after them. Li- literally one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. They list eight churches with their own little mini bit. My favorite one being the Brisbane Fijian Uniting Church. <laughs> There's a Fijian church here. That's um, fun. Notable residents though. When you oh, mentioned sorry. your birthday just then, I went on your Wikipedia um, to, to, to check. Because <laughs> um, for whatever reason, I had 15th of May in my mind. But What did you say you went on my Wikipedia, my face? Sorry, your face. <laughs> there was a brief moment there where I was like... <laughs> ABC was a Wikipedia. Um, no, I, anyway, I went on your Facebook and first funny thing I was like, remember when like you were setting up your Facebook when you're 10 or 11 and you had to put like interested in like, yeah. right there to, anyway, you've got interested in women. And now see if you can see this under education, you said went to terrace in three different ways. <laughs> what do you mean? It goes under education. It goes studied at St. Joseph's college, Gregory terrace, went to Gregory terrace, bracket school, <laughs> went to terrace. <laughs> anyway, I just, um, <laughs> not, not sure what school you went to, mate. And I just wanted to check. Oh, that is good. Fun. Anyway, Digby Denham. Yeah, Digby Denham, uh, well, we mentioned him earlier. He was a Premier of Queensland uh, and he lived at 391 Annerley Road, which is yeah. just, they've just doxed him. Yeah, um, and you're allowed to dox ex-premiers. There's no consequences, right. famously. Well, we almost did on this show. In, oh, uh, yeah, Palaszczuk, hey. In one of the episodes, yeah, or at least the suburb she lives in. Um, mm. Ken Fletcher was an Australian tennis player who won numerous doubles and mixed doubles, Grand Slam titles. He was born in Annerley Junction. Mm. That's how he, would, he, would have, he would have given it all up to be in the top 200 as a singles player. Oh, oh mate. How about that? The, God, the sympathy I feel for very good doubles players. Who cares? Who cares, mate? mate. It's honestly, I, ca- I can't think of a less respected form of a sport that is still technically that sport. Like the like when uh, <laughs> like like when American football played the lingerie football league as a what about league. three aside basketball or is that respected? Um, I I don't even, but I don't even I don't even view that as fucking basketball. Like, no, that's, I think that's a that's, that's a ridiculous sport. It's that's honestly closer to bowling than it is yeah, basketball. Then. What are you playing with there, mate? Nothing. Sorry. You, you sound like you. <laughs> you sound like you're counting bottle caps or something. No, I um this cap it, off my water bottle. I'm placing it on my desk and just flicking it at the wall. It's a little bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a sense. Fucking Gordon Ramsay sizzling away in the kitchenette next to the microphone. It's funny you say that. <laughs> I uh, on Tuesday night I had a Hello Fresh meal mm. that I. That I just, are, you, are you just fully Hello Freshing? No, nah, I'm done now. It was. Right. Do I tell you it was a gift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, great, fantastic my, gift. Fantastic from my parents. Gift that was idea. my yeah. like congratulations on getting the job gift from my parents. Yeah. Was, I it's think a really it was really like, good idea. I think it was like three weeks of Hello Fresh, yeah. so it's um done. But I um was I just butchered one of the meals and I left and I fro- <laughs> I froze this bit of chook and then I let it defrost for a few days. At Georgia, was like oh, I probably don't eat that, and I was cooking it and you had to, and I needed an oven, so I tried to avoid. And I don't have an oven. It's a disaster. So I threw it all away. And what was the dish in theory? I can't remember, bro. It was like a schnitzel. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, no, thanks. And then I made scrambled eggs and watched the Gordon Ramsay scrambled eggs video. Oh, one of my all-time favorite videos on YouTube. And I was and just like... Had did to did re- he put the teaspoon of creme fraiche in? Yeah, which I didn't have. Yeah, oh, no one's got fucking creme fraiche. Nor did I have like mushrooms and shit. I was yeah, like, mate, yeah, the little rack of vine tomatoes that he puts on. Oh, and he had like- a little, he had a little dirty line at the end. He said, he was like, make that your Sunday morning, Saturday morning, take it upstairs and give it to the missus. The breakfast. Oh, I love that. I love, I mean, I love Gordon Ramsay. That's, that's awesome. Very cheeky from Gordon. Take um, it upstairs and fuck your miso. With the eggs. With the eggs. Uh, the last- yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> going to say- the la- Finish on a high. 
Let's finish on a high. The last notable resident was Hugh Lunn, journalist and writer who lived, again, 484 Ipswich Road. They're just whipping out addresses. Um, <laughs> and he lived in the Lunns for Buns cake shop, which was made famous in his autobiographical novel, Over the Top with Jim. I've never read Over the Top with Jim. I don't know how it's autobiographical because Hugh Lunn is the author. His name's not Jim. I imagine someone who's read it could maybe give me some more insights on that. So true. Um, right, Ohen, should we have a look at contemporary uh, Annalee? I'd love to. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right, contemporary Annalee, Hen, I actually, I don't have a ton, but something that has occurred a lot in people writing in is um, Cafe Oh My. It, it is regularly quoted in online lists as the best Vietnamese in Brisbane, um, some of the best Asian cuisine you're ever going to get, regularly quoted as the best banh mi, the best pho. Um, Dougald made just a stupid claim that it does the best breakfast, which is an omelette with rice. Um, mate, if you think you're beating bacon and eggs on toast, you, you've lost your mind. Okay, so it could be the greatest omelette with rice in the world, but this this Anglo taste bud is not going to enjoy that for brekkie. Very interesting way of pronouncing chicken waffles there, <laughs> Let me tell you that. Um, but, uh, Henry, have you ever been to Cafe Omai? No. No, nor have I. So hard to really say much about it. But uh, Dylan, who lives in Annalee, actually, um, I messaged him today being like, have you got any thoughts? And he was like, no, it's a terrible suburb. But outside of that, I was like, Cafe Oh My. And he leveled an accusation. Now, we've been in trouble in this show before for making judgment calls about small businesses. So I'll just say, I I believe Cafe Oh My is a great establishment and everyone should go. And nine out of 10 comments we got were really positive. Dylan did raise the fact that he believes his last three barn me's there have had stale bread rolls. Now, is that... Is that potentially just a feature of the banh mi? Because yeah. I, yeah. Ve- I, yeah. d- I don't know if a soft bread roll is what you're getting ever with a banh mi. Yeah. What, what a banh mi. So I, I got a haircut today um, in West End and I told the barber, I was like, because he, oh, yeah, my barber today lives in Annalie, by the way. Oh, great. Is that uh, Why did a, I mention that earlier? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an incredible coincidence. And my apologies for not mentioning the haircut earlier. <laughs> It's oh, you can't of, really see it. It's, it's sort quite, of covered. It's quite short. It's very um, subtle. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's huge. Uh, after we decided to do Annalie, um, I got a haircut from a guy who lives there. Anyway, I was like, oh, have you been to Cafe Omai? And he was like, no. And I told him, oh, a friend of mine, yeah, reckons they have stale bread rolls. He was like, mate, your friend just doesn't get banh mi's. They're meant to be super crunchy and crackly on the outside and sort of chewy on the inside, which is what you get from a stale bread roll. Like yeah. it, it should you know, to the uneducated eye, it might also always seem stale. But, yeah, anyway. Um, I think I've think i said in the past, mate, that I love a banh mi so much, but the only downside being often I literally cut the inside of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. If it's a really crispy roll. It's like eating glass. Yeah. yeah. Don't know, with some don't, beautiful pork. Don't know how they make them in Townsville, but it is a lot like eating glass. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say about Cafe Omai. Well, I really job. should try it. Yeah, love to love to give it a go. I've never had it. And again, breaking with the uh, traditional fast food. I'm not saying that uh, Cafe MI don't get the fa- food out fast, but it's definitely not fast food as such. Um, mate, you've... <laughs> that took me so long to understand. <laughs> no, I don't and I think you're right. Thanks, man. Uh, now, let's talk about the fact that this is a greeny hub. Yeah. So, is Amy... Now, I like to be um, up to date on politics. Yeah. Is Amy McMahon the member? She's the member for South Brisbane. For South Brisbane, the right. The state MP of which uh, Annalee does fall into it. I checked that before messaging her, her on offices, Instagram. Are her offices in Annalee? I imagine they'd be in like West yeah, End. Yeah, because... Oh, in fact, I, know, I think I know exactly where her offices are. Oh, I love that you've now followed her. I've followed her and I've sent her a message that said, hi, Amy, our podcast unpacks a Brisbane suburb every week and we're doing Annalie the suburb. Wonder if you had any thoughts to share on the suburb and she has not replied. Now, what does that say about democracy? And if Mm. she has nothing to say about her suburb, so-called, about her electorate alleged, then 
what kind of what kind what of, kind of mess, yeah. how, how are we going to get to net zero which is going to take which is going to take a lot of technology if amy can't pick up and her piece of technology and, and of, reply to a bloody message to the boys and speaking of technology and i say this uh with someone as raging leftist uh sympathies guess how many followers amy mcmahon has how many just guess oh, oh 11k <laughs> he's got three thousand Oh. Not, not a heap. Like, like I, I would have thought being you a and I, you and I combined, to a you victory. And I, you and I com- combined would have comfortably more followers than it. And she's posting a lot. It's a blood. It's a I great, was going to say it's an excellent uh, presence on social yeah. media. Um, well, she I don't know. She I just, swept I, I, into victory off the back of young voters. In yeah, that I just assumed you'd get more. Fo- I mean, like I don't follow any politicians. That I don't view politicians as people necessarily you follow so maybe she's just fallen victim to that anyway i think um Annalie- she she um she knocked out jackie trad and george's right. si- george's sister is friends with jackie trad's son and on the night a i think they hosted some sort of formal brad, post brad was it i don't know brad um, trad or <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> Or, um, no, no, no. That's right. He's from Russia. Vlad. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, Vlad Trad. <laughs> yeah, Vlad Trad was hosting a post. And then the father, uh, Dad Trad. Um, <laughs> he's pretty cool. He's kind of this rad Trad. They sort of live by their own set of beliefs, that family. It's, um, the Trad Bible. Um, That's really good. But... The Sun, A, I think they hosted a, what was apparently a loose party. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and, um, and I think, on the, oh, that's right. The Sun was Snapchatting like uh, the friendship group and on the night of the state election. And I think uh, Georgia's sister was being like, oh, everyone's like, they're all crying. The Sun's crying, the whole family. Like, I think there were actual Snapchats of Jackie, oh. like crying. I was like, oh, geez, she, we all knew she was going to lose, but. It's yeah, still, I guess uh, there's actually there's human out there's human impacts. But anyway, good on good on Amy. It would hurt to lose you as anyone who's ever been on a bus with a terrorist boy can tell you. <laughs> uh, if you're if, if anyone who's ever been pregnant on a train while a private school boy gets on, it's tough to lose your seat. And I mm. think Jackie can tell us that. So true. Um, another great facet of Annalee Henry is it's home to the uh, home playing grounds and clubhouse of the Queensland Blind Cricket Association. You'd mm-hmm. fit in. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> Classic. Um, actually, no, I've watched a video of um, Owen Morgan playing blind cricket and he's fucking awful at it. It's, like, really hard. Why was he playing blind cricket? Well, they made him put on, like, glasses oh, that blinded okay. him and they were like, give it a go, and he could barely hit one. Um, it's funny how they use um, blind umpires for all test matches, am I right? Oh, <laughs> devilish. Um, Very right. Well, I found this out um, when uh, we were at aforementioned Dylan's house, and this leads into another thing. So, where's this? Where's this house in Annalee? Because he used to be at, um, wasn't he at Barton? Barton. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's probably like two hundred meters away from Cafe Omai. I don't know what it's called. I'll find out now, just on the map. Annalee has a fucking whopping park that is one of the best parks in Brisbane and I think is this unbelievably slept on secret, such to the point that no one has written in and said anything about it. Is that where the blind cricketers play? And this is where the blind cricketers play. It's called this park. Um... I can't even find a name for it. It's absolutely it. massive. Is it called like Annalee Park? Is it? Yes, yeah, it could be. But anyway, so so walk around. It, it would be like it. I, I know. Just, sorry, I just, I just googled Annalee Park as if that's not exactly what you've just googled. As if I'm <laughs> yeah. like, well, Joe's clearly failing here. Uh, live on <laughs> oh, air. I'll help I, him I, out. I better jump in with a mean assist and also <laughs> Google Annalee Park. Exactly. Um, no, I decided to Google Cafe Omai and look from there. Uh, it's the Yoronga Memorial Park. Oh, so it's in Yoronga? Which I, yeah, possibly, but the house, anyway, whole strip of houses for a kilometre all back onto this massive park and it's brilliant. Um, but they're also backing onto the Blind Cricket Association. Don't really have anything to say about it, just that, um, you know, good on them. Is um, Dylan still holding crazy parties? Yes, yeah. So I was, I was over 
at one of these wild, no, it's like an afternoon, but um, at a party and actually great for anyone hosting a party where there are a bunch of people who are likely to not know each other. Great call from Dylan. He was like, let's just go to the park and just play some soccer. Cause all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you know, you don't know these five people play soccer for half an hour. It's like, Oh, we now have the shared. Oh, remember when we were on the team, lots of shirts and skins jokes. Anyway, just really good party advice. Joe Dwyer saying a positive word about soccer yeah, on this yeah. podcast. That's now, now solely as a social bonding mechanism. I <laughs> don't take it seriously as a sport. Well, that's why, I mean, I was having a look around Townsville because I was like, mm. oh, it'd probably be good to jump in and play some social sport. Oh, yeah. And I found out Would wild- they just all be JCU teams? Yeah, maybe. But there's Wildcats indoor sporting arena and they do indoor cricket and you can just join as an individual and they'll just put do that. you in a team. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, but I'm also like, oh, what kind of what, what kind of team am I going to be put in? You know, like, um, it's worth looking. You know, indoor cricket rules are really quite different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like last man standing, isn't it? Similar, but yeah, you don't you don't run like you do in cricket. It's which is that's fine by me. Right? Yeah, probably. I mean, in terms of sitting there and whacking the ball, it's basically the same. Yeah, you should. Yeah, well, or I'll, just um, find like a warehouse cricket club because warehouse cricket is confusingly named because it's not played in warehouses. It's just like the lowest rung. You know how the great cricketer talks about like subbies? Yeah. I think warehouse cricketer is even below that. It's it's the closest you can get to social red ball cricket. It's good that you mentioned uh, the great cricketer there because I was chatting with Cheersy, my mate Mm. here in Townsville, and he was saying that he's like – he goes, who is uh, Ian mm. Higgins, one of the hosts of the great cricketer. To be, he was like, oh, you know, I was shit, I was shit. To play third grade cricket in Sydney, like he must have actually been quite a good cricketer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had a friend in Sydney who I think played fringe third grade. Was this Will Lawrence? This was Will Lawrence, and and in my eyes, maybe maybe played a game in second grade or something. Like he was. In my eyes, I saw him bowl, and he was a batsman and a part-time off-spinner. I saw him bowl his medium pace. It's probably the best bowling I've ever seen in my life. Like, it w- wasn't even his skill. And I'm like, oh, I don't think we understand how big the standard is. I just, I just forget, I forget that my interest and love in cricket in no way translates no, to ability. No, not even a little like bit. Like some of our old backyard games at Caxton, I was like, oh man. Oh, we're pretty good. <laughs> would, we, would we tear it up a bit? Like, and then I'm sure we will learn on the 27th of December that that is not the case. Yeah. When we play a game, it's going to be like, oh no, we suck. Um, yeah, out first all right. Um, Few traffic. final things. Traffic accidents. Apparently, there are a lot of them are in in Annerley. I get that. Annerley is a pretty ugly suburb in terms of traffic. And um, someone else wrote in saying public transport is really shit, uh, which is alarming given its proximity to the city. Mm. Um, which I get. I don't. Having get that. said that, is public transport that bad? Because there'd be buses up and down Ipswich Road the whole time, and it has a train station. That is true. Like I don't. Um. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, anyway. some, something I just I just read from uh, from Phoenix. Um, yes, that we didn't mention earlier. We were already talking about Cafe Mai, but he said it's easily one of the best foes you can get in Brisbane. Um, however, I refused to go for many years because they bullied the owners of the great fish and chip shop next door, called Podgers, into selling them their shop. Allegedly, they were doing much more business than Podgers and wanted to expand. After a while, I was able to move on, enjoy their food, but I'll never forget the way they treated Podgers. Now, I can't verify the accuracy of that, but no, um, no. that's that's just Podgers. Podgers interesting to like, hear about wars, a little bit of war in between suburbs and Podgers stuff. isn't like when I made up a um a fake place for your radio show, is it? Like Phoenix is oh, having well, us on greasy gyms. Yeah, greasy gyms. That's right. No, I don't think so. Uh, I'll tell you what else is greasy. Or maybe not. I've only been there once. Taco Bell. Now- I was going to ask. Yeah, you've been? Yeah. That was what we. Well, I think it was after Katie got back from America for exchange and she was like, for my birthday, that's where I want to have lunch. So me, Joy, oh, and Katie cute. on Boxing Day, being Katie's birthday, Katie's went, birthday? went and had uh, Taco Bell for lunch. Ha- do you remember what you had? 
I don't. I think it was a burrito, but it was very cheap. I think Guzman, because they sort of stand unopposed in many respects. I think in mainstream Mexican, uh, and it, it, you think, oh well, that's just how much it costs. You're, you're setting aside fourteen dollars. Yeah. I think I paid like eight dollars for a burrito. Yeah, you know, I always get the impression from Taco Bell in America, you can have like four tacos, like two dollars. Oh, something. Yeah, well, when I was in America with Taco Bell as well, like just the word. I mean, yeah, not to knock those people who are working for just nothing over there, but um, he nah, knock him. made my burrito. <laughs> nah, I, saw, him. I saw him make it. And I just knew it was mine. I think cause I'd had some sort of like request that made it identifiable. So I'm like, look at it and just put it down on a bench and just start texting on his phone. And I being <laughs> an Australian was like, Oh, I guess Is this there's something we're in New York. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I guess there's something I don't know about. And then Katie walked in and was like, oh, what's going on? Like, you've been here for like 15 minutes. I was like, I think that guy made my burrito. And she just like having been in New York for a year was yeah. like, hey, is that, guy, that guy's burrito? And then um, <laughs> he was like, and he was like, oh yeah. But like, he's like, what are you going to, what are you going to complain at Taco Bell? Yeah, like to who? In like- For Brooklyn, whom does like, the Taco Bell toll, um, you know? Something something we should talk about as well. Um, is, is race. That, is right. Ra- yeah. <laughs> we should, and Kevin. We need um, to have a conversation. We should talk about anyway, Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mate, we haven't written this down, but see, we're talking about Taco Bell. Um, Hamish was in a Taco Bell ad. It's <laughs> 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 oh, so I'd forgotten about this. this? Oh, I remember this. And in the photo, he's looking at the taco and fucking laughing. He, it's the happiest oh, I've ever seen Hamish look. It is the biggest smile. You know, we can sell out whatever fucking venues and do whatever. The biggest smile you will ever see from that man. For anyone who wants to see it, we might share it on our story uh, or he might kill us. But you can just I don't, think, I don't the, think he's going to like that at you all. You can just go. And it was the, when they were launching. He yeah, was like you, the you, first You can go model. on the Taco Bell AU <laughs> account and just find... And, I swear he's never explained how he got the gig. I don't have like, a concrete oh, yeah. explanation. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah I, um, Taco Bell took some photos of me. He's like, oh, I love tacos. It's um, so he's, he li- it's like he thinks the taco is the funniest thing in the world. It's like he's I told him a joke. Much. It is absolutely. And he's with this, um, with this other woman in the ad. Like, we don't know. So it's not even as if, oh, hey, your group of friends, someone works in marketing, they just need a couple of models really quickly. Here it is. <laughs> you found it? <laughs> hold, hold it up to the screen. Oh, my God. It looks like he's about to propose to that taco. Oh, Taco Bell tastes better when we're with you. Hashtag Taco Bell down under. I'm going to tag him in it again. <laughs> That's what he's doing. I'm just going to send uh, it to him. I bet, I bet he saw we were doing this suburb and was like, oh, oh, surely, they they don't, surely they don't remember. Oh, my gosh. I'd forgotten. <laughs> 18 how's, it, how's it going down here? Because I know, and I think I, I'll have a look now who wrote this in, but it was special for a bit and everyone thought, oh, maybe, this, but it definitely hasn't taken off, has it? Taco, like, um, I, don't, I don't know anyone. I don't know literally anyone who says, let's get some Taco Bell. I, I don't know many people who have eaten it. No, um, yeah, Jack said it was, Adelie was briefly interesting because it had Taco Bell, but now even Capera has one now, so it can't be that special. Yeah, legit. Which is funny because I swear when someone wrote in the other day being like, you should do Capera, it has a Taco Bell. I'm like, it does just seem... Now, you know what is a weird one that's opening up? Carl's Jr. I've had Carl's Jr. in Rockhampton. I really want... Some, is it good? Ah, it wasn't special. But it's... But it's... Yeah. yeah. It, was, it tasted like pretty similar to Hungry Jack's. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I like Hungry Jack's for their deals. Hungry Jack's will, yeah. And they make you go, the stunner deal. I was trying to remember yeah, what the name the was. The five, five for 5.95 cheeseburger super stunner deal. Fantastic. Josh also wrote in and said, no, it peaked the opening week of Taco Bell. Then everyone realized it's shit. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think Taco Bell might've done some insane, like free tacos deal. Yeah. Well, it would cost them nothing. It's like how Guzman, like Guzman's birthday or something. They're always like, get a free burrito, but it's always one of the mini ones. Feels like someone, such a ripoff. Someone wrote in and said, I lived in Annalee for 18 months. I still don't accept it's real. I'm from the South side, born Yoronga. Yeah. Um, it's the dry it's wall of suburbs. About- it purely, this is uh, from McCredden. said, it's the yeah. dry wall of suburbs. It purely exists to fill the space between surrounding episodes. About surrounding suburbs, sorry. Mm. And someone else has written and said, Annalee Jackson. is like a filler episode. Jackson, Jackson said, said it was, well, we'll see. Uh, Isabella got robbed three times in Annalee. 
Robbed three times. Yeah. Have you ever been robbed? Um, I mean, don't think so. No. Well, well my family, well, my dad had his uh, tinny stolen. But, but I mean, like, personally, oh, like on my per- house broken into. Well, I guess a week ago, my family's home was in a way broken into in that his tin- dad's tinny. Got oh, broken. like, was this recently? It was like last week. How the fuck did they steal a tinny? From the river. Oh, so they came up from the... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's I, wild. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's incredibly sad. I mean, surely he'll just, he'll just upgrade the Tesla to be uh, an aqueduct. Yeah. I think and, and just yeah. electric tinny slash... Uh, come on, come one. on, Elon. <laughs> hook it up. Yeah. Uh, electric tinnies are the, the way to net zero, yes. Yeah. Um, um, no, it's just interesting. Isabella's saying she got robbed three times. I've never been... I'm probably tempting fate with this because apparently there's a spate of robberies. Actually, this is interesting. There's a spate of robberies around Paddington and in the Paddington Milton uh, Facebook group, everyone's talking about it, being like, we need more action, more police patrols, blah, blah, blah. Everyone who posts saying my car got nicked says we left our house unlocked or our garage unlocked and the keys were just out. That's how I'm like, do- I'm like, like, the number of people who... They didn't fucking break in. They just got the keys. Yeah, the number of people who seem to do this thing that I don't, so I find it strange, the, yeah, walking in and hanging the keys on the hook. Oh, my gosh. At, it's at the, the most door. obvious. I actually, in um, my little Longstreet studio, there is a hook. And for one hour, I was like, oh, so convenient. I'll put my keys here. And then I was like, no, no, no. If someone ever walked in here and was like, where are the keys? My keys are always just like on my bedside table or like somewhere random. Yeah, you're busted, like, bro. Yeah. Anyway, I um shame that Isabella got robbed. I hope that stops. Yeah, that does. Uh, I, I hope, hope that, that cuts out. I hope that stops. Yeah, I hope that's not a fourth time it gets robbed. Yeah. Um, the only is thing- a great Irish butcher too. Oh, nice. Which is doing um, fucking butchering the baselines. Far out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is that uh, good friend of the show, Keenan Pakistani Tyler of uh, Mister. Of miscreants fame used to live there and uh, we did shows in his shed. We'd invite people to come along and sit in the shed. I love and, that. And we did this run of shows where we uh, got to the Saturday night. And this is a cautionary tale for young amateur theatre makers. And we got to the end of the run, Saturday night, sold out, maybe one of the best crowds we've had. People packed into this shed, just going yeah. nuts. And we were like, guys, that was so good. We've got to do another night. So we just started. So we just bought on the ne- the next Saturday night. We're like, open the oh, shit up again. No, we don't have no. to book it there. Mate, we got like 10 people there. So flat. They didn't oh, Just absolutely dampen up. Terrible idea. Bad idea. Just go can't out do it. Just go out on a hike. Go, go out. Yeah. Always leave them wanting more. Always leave them wanting more. Just in, in every facet of life, you know, when you're, when you're having sex and you know, just leave them wanting more. Stop. Just immediately stop. <laughs> like halfway through, however you want to measure that, just stop. As your just shirt quit. is about to come off, get in your car and Leave. drive, drive <laughs> and away. Particularly if it's someone else's car, rob it. Take, Take it. it. Walk into out. an unlocked house, <laughs> grab the keys off the hook and drive away. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. On that, that, on that very topic, we should yeah. ask the question. Does Annalie fuck? Um, no. It has far too many, far too many um, roads. I'm going to say... Road bitumen to tree ratio is a massive part of fucking for me. And despite the fact it has an awesome park, doesn't have a good sexy energy. I'm also going to say no because of all the fast food. And I'll tell you one thing I don't feel like doing after I've had fast food no. is having sex. One thing that's good, like healthy food, sexy generally. Oh, mate, if you've gone out for a friggin' Botanica salad... Oh, my gosh. You could... Tear me down. Yeah, but if you're just some fucking porky tearing into a Get a Burger loaded fries, how are you ever going to have the energy to do anything other than just play a fucking Nintendo Switch for four hours? Don't know if you're referring to anyone in particular. <laughs> just um, a hypothetical guy who uh, eats a lot of Get a Burger. Just hypothetical situations all around. Uh, yeah, mate, I'm going to say no as well because I think... If I'm having also getting fuck. robbed, getting robbed's not sexy. Getting robbed does not fuck. Yeah. No, being okay. a blind cricketer, very. That fucks. That fucks. Uh, so it's a bit of a balance, but I'm going to say yeah. it leans no. Yeah, not heavily, not heavily, but, no, but no. leans. I could, I, if someone came up to me and was like, you know, Annalie actually is, it actually does fuck and explain why well, I could, I could be persuaded. I'm just not mm. at the moment. 
Not right now. No. Yeah, I'm not right now. Stalling. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, that's all we've got time for, ladies and jelly beans, here on Unpacking Brisbane. I'm Henry Bretz. <laughs> Listen to my radio show. <laughs> Twist. It's so, it's so good, man. Yes. It's all uh, about local matters. It's like a grill. It's like a grilled collection box taken yeah. uh, taken to its logical conclusion. <laughs> well, you were like a bloody grilled thing playing with that cap this whole episode. That bloody- I don't. I don't think it'll show up on the microphones at all. What if the National wrote the song "Don't Swallow the Cap" <laughs> about grilled local matters? Like they're like they're like it's a PSA. They're like when they're you're really worried about people. Grilled, doing they're, it. they're worried about people in the walk from the counter to mm. the local matters jars eating it. They're like, please don't. You'll take something away from the Girl Scouts uh, softball team that you could have given that local matters. Now, uh, speak, point to. speaking of cap. Henry, you know how like the slang term no cap for like not a lie? Yeah. Have you heard anyone use it really in real life? No. My barber today, this guy lives in Annalee. So it's um, relevant, 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 relevant story. Relevant to Annalee. Just reminded me. He, I, I understand it more when people are like, no, 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 seriously, no cap. But he was like, now I know this sounds like cap, but the thing you want to understand is, which I'm like, surely that's not how people use it with like a massive run up. Did he mean crap and he just dropped no, the R? No I, think, no, I think he meant it the way he meant it. it, was, it was you and this barber seemed to, are you um, starting a rival podcast? No, it was actually guy? a great breakthrough for me because you'd know. I hate talking to barbers. That's why it sounded I, so I out of character. I go in and sit down and don't want to say a word. And part of the reason I got excited when I walked into this barber is it was silent in there. And there were two people having their hair cut. It was silent. Anyway, this guy, the only reason we got chatting is because he was telling me this story about a rave he went to. Oh, that's good. And like a BYO rave. And I was like, oh, I went to one at Salisbury. And I was about to say like, oh, two years ago. Yeah. And he was like, oh, when, when? And I was like, oh, a little while ago. And he was like, oh, the one a few months ago. Mate, I would have been there too. And I was like, fuck <laughs> it. And I was like, yeah, how good was it? And just committed to this lie. And he was like, mate, I'm sure I've got a photo of you on. I took a whole bunch of film camera photos of everyone that night. He was like talking about the organisers. And He's I was combing through these photos. <laughs> I, I was treading so lightly in terms of specific details. I was like, oh, mate, <laughs> toilets were packed though. And he was like, oh no, it was fucked. Anyway. There is no more Brisbane sentence than I ran into my barber at a rave. Yeah. I think that's a good place to go out. It is. It is. But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks Unpakistanis for a great episode and uh, stay beautiful. Stay beautiful. Chat to you very, very soon. All right.